morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. No Moses today. We have someone who is a lot more easier on the eyes. Miss <laughs> Angela is joining us again. <laughs> hi, hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Angela. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. On the show. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's a pleasure being here. I love it. Jeez. All right. So, um, have you listened in since, since we started this new segment? I haven't. Oh, snap. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I got very scared there. <laughs> I just realised. Okay, all right. Let's yeah, go. so uh, we do like a little apologetics little thing. So we'll ask one of the members some questions that either um, a non-believer might ask or a question that believers might ha- have and they have to defend it sort of thing. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I think Pete's in the hot seat this I week. I am in the hot seat. Oh. Yep. So um, you can ask Pete for a question or you cannot. I'll, I'll go first. And then if you want to hop in afterwards. Okay, go okay. ahead. Okay. So mine is a two-part question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A little one, two. It's nothing. I, I, I don't think this is a... a di- maybe it's a difficult one. Jab cross. All right. So uh, so Jesus and his cru- the crucifixion. Yeah. When Jesus died... How can I put this? Uh, let's just make a one question. So, when Jesus died for our sins and he, t- he he took all our sins upon him, does that mean that he was in hell for three days before he rose again? Uh, I know. So, I don't have clear doctrine on this because there is, I think, in Peter where it talks about him going to collect the keys of Sheol or Abuso or something um, from the enemy. Um, and then there's conjecture that he, all the saints that had died prior to that point, he went to collect. Again, I don't, I don't have clear doctrine on it. What I do know is, it was, it was necessary for him to be dead because that fulfills the prophecies that came beforehand. So it was necessary for him to remain dead three days, just as Jonah was in the belly of a whale for three days, and then be resurrected and coming out. Um, him rising up was significant as well because that means the sacrifice was accepted because when the high priest would go in make a sacrifice if he made it out then it was accepted if it wasn't he was struck down and that sacrifice wasn't accepted so what happened in the interim I don't necessarily have clear doctrine on uh, but I do know that it was necessary for him to be dead for that period of time and it was necessary for him to be resurrected to signify that the sacrifice has been received so I I don't there's so many different theories as to what went on there, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to ask Peter a question, Angela? <laughs> I have no question at the top of my head, because to be honest, I wouldn't have known how to answer that question. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sitting here like an unbeliever. Like. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, yes. No, so long as you don't have Robert's approach of BS until... Something comes out of it. Yeah, you see, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Yeah. And we try to keep it like unknown because, like, if, yeah. if, if, if like someone like comes to you with a question, you don't have like prep time, so it's like based yeah. on. I like the premise of it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then yeah. let's move on to see. our conversation for today. Okay, there you go. I've got two choices for. for um, we have conversation today. All right. So, do you want to talk about vengeance or do you want to talk about Avengers? <laughs> um, not, and when I say Avengers, it's not in the way that you might think it is. It kind of is, but it's not. I'll let Angela choose. Vengeance. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, 
on was it Friday? Um, there was the mosque shooting. Yeah. In in New Zealand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think was it like forty four people got forty nine. I think. I got forty nine. Yeah. All right. So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking that. Obviously. Did you see the video just out of interest? No, 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 no. I, like I heard, I, I heard the report on like BBC, but right, right. that's as far as he streamed it. He literally he streamed, streamed it. it. Yeah, and someone sent me the video as well. Did crazy. you watch it? I can't. No, I can't. Oh I can't watch gosh. people get shot. The Philando Castile uh, shooting back. I saw back that one. I couldn't watch it. I saw that. I can't watch it. Yeah, yeah. but no, sorry. It's weird that you said that to someone to watch. Well. It was. It's a group that we talk about stuff like that. We talk about controversial stuff like controversial stuff like that. So it, it made sense for that group. But I was just like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. watching this. Yeah, it's crazy. It's mad. But yeah. But I was so thinking. Nine dead. Yeah. So these. How can I put this? So God created everyone, right? Mm-hmm. God loves everyone. Um, even those. Even though. Even those that may not believe in him or follow him mm. um, so um, in the Bible it says that vengeance is the Lord's yeah um, does that still hold true for those who don't believe in God so these people that died will God seek vengeance because of what's happened to them we'll start with that and then we'll I think it goes back to the question the last time I was in the hot seat actually that um, Moses asked about uh, like Catholic priests and and the the nuns nuns and what they go through and the fact that as it stands the prince of the power of the air as he described in the bible isn't God It's, it's the devil Lucifer's sort of in control of the mass populace Obviously, within the confines of God's, uh, God's sovereignty. However, for the majority of people, by virtue of free will, by virtue of, um, I think the way they describe it is the iniquity of the people have not, it's not been filled up, so God hasn't destroyed this world. The devil is in control. And thus, when it comes to things like this, it's that same question as to, is you know where was god or what's going god's going what's god's response going to be and um as opposed to vengeance as opposed to um the vengeance that's described when people went against god's people in the time of israel and when they were sojourning through uh, the wilderness i think now it's more his response is more grievance as in like he grieves at the wickedness of man at the fact that one person can, for what appears to be no real sensible reason, just shoot up like a mosque of people that are doing nothing wrong. Um, I think God's response is grievance up until the point where God's wrath will be turned against those that don't know him. And at that point, I think we will see the full full, you know, extent of his vengeance. Okay. And yeah, I don't know what Angela thinks and what you think on that same matter as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Peter. I mean, Robert, go ahead, show, show your opinion. I'm still formulating, because um, I know what I'm saying, but yeah, I'm still formulating it. Mm. So go ahead, Robert. Um, I think 
What, 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 there was a follow-up question I wanted to ask, but we'll, we'll get to it afterwards. Um, yeah, I think what you were saying was true about, about um, like, like humans having free will and there is... How do I, how do I, even though it sounds weird, but there's, there's only so much good can do without um, treading on that free will. So I okay, feel you're stepping on my opinion now. So <laughs> <laughs> if you could, you know, <laughs> go a different route, that would be great. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'll leave Angela to get to explain it properly because mm. obviously she's, she's got the bars. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just a humble, you know, blacksmith. Humble <laughs> 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 blacksmith. <All right. laughs> um, but that's my train of thought. Yeah, um, trampling on God can't. There's, there's certain stuff that God can't do. Well, he he can do, but that go, that would go against mm. free will. Mm. So. Um, He has to not has to, but he 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 allows things to to be played out, mm. and um, at the end of the day, stuff will come out of this that will bring glory to him. Um, what that looks like, we don't know right now, and we may not see it until you know he comes again. But yeah, if it's happened, it's only happened because God's allowed it to happen, and which is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, mm. which is definitely a tough pill to swallow. But um, but the fact that he is holy means that he will make these people account for directions. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Angela. Um, yeah. So I think eventually, whether it happens at the second coming or judgment, eventually everybody will answer for what they've done. But mm. as Robert alluded to, there's only so much God almost has permission to do right now because. Mm if you've not received him or acknowledged him or accepted him, he doesn't have that premise yet to be able to intervene and mm. act on your behalf um, because of free will. Yeah. And even with that, the whole free will thing, sometimes it does look like it's unfair because yeah. you're almost like, well, you should override me. You know, yeah. like maybe a parent yeah. with a child, you'd override. But again, free will has its pros and cons to yeah. it. Sometimes I wish that, you know what, I wish you'd override all my decisions because I've clearly prayed that they're before. not working. <laughs> I've prayed that before <laughs> so many times. Like, it's okay, I give you control. This is it. <laughs> Let you know, take control. <laughs> like, yeah. This yeah. is it. You, you want to do that. But yeah, I think there's, there's only, again, it's a tough pill to swallow, but there's only so much God can do when you've not allowed him to be the head of your life and you've not even, to be honest, invited him in mm. to say, okay, if for any reason I go under, you're my next of kin. <laughs> you haven't really given him that permission. Mm, mm. What does what does Venice look like look like to you post Old Testament? Because I feel like in the Old Testament, like God's like wrath and vengeance could be clearly seen in like the way he would he would um, act towards the people that he was displeased with, mm. but. Um, living in a world of grace now is God's vengeance still a thing not not necessarily God's not necessarily um a world of grace even but I think what it looks like to me what vengeance looks like to me is the cross because at the cross the entirety of God's wrath was executed in Christ 
So if all the sins of the world, if everything has been paid in Christ, then there is no, there's no need for vengeance, if that makes sense, because it's already been paid for. If, if, if that makes sense, in the sense of we, we are on this side of eternity where we don't know something until we've experienced it. But you've got to think God who was outside of eternity, when he went to, um, when he put the entire sins of the world, it wasn't just the world present, it was the world past, present, and future, including us. So that if this guy that shot up the place is to then have a change of heart and give his life to Christ, a genuine repentance moment and give his life to Christ, mm. his sins have also been paid for. The 49 lives that he took have also been paid for, which is ridiculous to say. However, is the truth. It's the truth as presented by the Bible. And therefore, God's vengeance to me looks like what happened to Christ on the cross. That separation that came in the Godhead, that um, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? That's what God's vengeance looks like. After this period of time where we live and, you know, all the generations, whatever, live so that Christ comes back, after that, God's vengeance looks like, or to me, God's vengeance looks like um, the fate of the devil and his angels in the um, pit or wherever they're going to get punished. And whoever is not allowed into the kingdom, having not accepted Christ's, um, Christ's sacrifice. So then God's judgment looks to me like what we consider to be hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can I just ask you questions like... <laughs> No, I'm, 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 I'm trying to formulate my thoughts. I'm trying to formulate my thoughts on it as well, you know. Because, yeah, because, like, God's vengeance isn't something that we really think about in the church. No, well, uh, uh, when, they want, when they want you to pay tithes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or unless, like, someone's done done something to us, they're yeah. like, ah, oh, vengeance is the, is the Lord's. Yeah. And, and, and they wait for it. Um, speaking, of th- speaking of that, do mm. you think that that's something, that's, like, um, a scripture we should hold on to and like wait for God to strike someone down because <laughs> because they wronged us I think almost wait so we're gonna say I think it depends yeah. how you interpret that scripture mm. so uh sometimes when you hold on to that scripture saying vengeance is the Lord's it helps you not to act on your own yeah so in a way it can be good because I know you know in the past I've held on to it because otherwise mm. yeah I'm gonna do my <laughs> own thing <laughs> And I don't want to do my own thing because I'm saved. <laughs> so I have to say vengeance is the Lord's so that it stops me acting in flesh. And I know sometimes for people, it's not even necessarily that they're thinking of what the vengeance is going to be, but it's enough to know that, you know what, it's not my responsibility to mm. have to um, get this person back if you want to look at it like that. Or it's not my responsibility to have to correct that person. God, I can leave that to you. And whichever way you're going to do it, it's enough to have peace that you so in a way that scripture helps because it helps you to take away the anger it helps you to let go of um any negative thoughts or feelings that you may have that would have caused you to sin mm. um so it depends on how you look at it but if you are holding on to it and looking the flip side and saying okay god's gonna strike them down mm. i'm just i'm gonna wait by their door yeah. and when they come out i'm gonna see god do it i mean if you're looking at it that's like <laughs> <laughs> then you still have a way to go. Yeah, I mean, for like the last time I found myself in a situation where I was looking at it, I was looking at it like that. And I even took it further to say God works in mysterious ways. 
and he uses people to do what he wants like most of the time he uses people to effect his purposes and i'm a person who's given my life to god so i'll still take vengeance on the person <laughs> myself wow um, but it's just yeah i think i need to actually even check the context um and, and read it properly because it's one of those verses where it's so common yeah. we always say it. i'm like mm, is it really what what's it really saying but I do think sometimes we we have selfish um, selfish reasons for quoting the verse, um, yeah. which can be problematic, just as Angela was saying. Yeah, yeah. I feel for me like um, stuff like that, um, stuff like that, and like um, phrases like um, you know, the Lord will make 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 my enemies sit at the table. All of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I don't know, it, it it just feels like a bit contradictory to like the love you're supposed to display on people yeah exactly <laughs> as well. people. yeah yeah so yeah i think for me understanding that that christ's sacrifice was for everyone really changes the way i think mm-hmm. about people because all of a sudden you see why paul says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood because every person that's flesh and blood was also counted when christ died and thus is someone that god cares about and would want to bring to him regardless of the state they're in um but it's easy sometimes to think, well, I'm saved. They're not, they're the enemy. When really it's not them, it's the devil. And they're just, just as you once were, lost in their sin. To be honest, sometimes you can think about that with people who are saved. And they do, <laughs> I mean, they do you wrong. And you're like, do you know what? My father in heaven's going to go and do. And then you have to stop and say, oh, but he's your dad too. So how's this going to work? You're in church. You're in church praying against something. And you're praying against a brother sitting next to you. <laughs> they don't even know. And you're just like, oh, no, yeah. but so, no, sometimes you're like siblings have to be punished for what they've done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is why you know you have to do heart checks because sometimes (laughs) but i feel like how does god feel sometimes because sometimes it literally is you you're warring against your brother and sister like so you come into that same one parent i thought that the other day with my actual you know parents here on earth and i thought you know this is how god feels like when me and my brothers were you know in an argument and my mum was just she was really upset because she was just like you know these are my kids you guys can't be behaving this way and yeah, I thought, yeah, this is where, how God feels when we're doing those secret prayers to him, like, Lord, yeah, you know that one, so. You know, that's what, and do that's what, what only you can do. <laughs> that's why it goes like, what does it say? Um, if you have like something against your brother, go sort it before yeah. you come and pray, otherwise yeah, your prayers will not be received. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you do in, in, in those times when you try to pray, but the feeling is still there in your heart? I think for me, that's where you, you still take it to God. Because God knows the heart, so he knows if I'm still harboring this grudge against this person. And even though I know that verse, like, before you kneel to pray, if you have a, something, an issue, go and sort it out. But that God, I can't sort this out. <laughs> so I know I shouldn't be praying, and so I've sorted it out, but I need you to help me sort it out. And I think I think God welcomes that even uh, as well, in the sense of he still welcomes us to come to him. Uh, with the things that we are struggling with. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That was nice. (laughs) You know, we've got time to talk about Avengers. Let's talk about Avengers. Let's talk about Avengers. Avengers. So, I went to go watch Captain Marvel. Indeed. Okay. Have you seen it? I have. 
I have. Now I've not seen it. I've okay. not seen oh, it, Robert. Okay, okay. So. so no spoilers. No, no spoilers. No, I, I, I right. was going to spoil it. What do you think about it, Peter? Loved it. You loved it. I loved it. Ugh. I loved it. I can see how she could be a threat to Thanos, um, but yeah, still looking forward to. There was a lot April of stuff I didn't love about it, especially at the end, where um, Nick Fury was on the computer and he and he, and he saw the picture. And then he yeah. saw like a, a nickname. Do you feel like it was a bit forced? They were, they were begging it. They yeah. were begging it. But anyway, so Captain Marvel was played by Brie Larson. Mm. And um, who I think is dope, by the way. I think she's not She's not ex- expressive enough to be a Marvel Where superhero. is this coming from? Where is that coming from? She's, I don't know. For, for someone who's... I don't know. I, I, I just feel like she's not expressive. Because I heard that argument, like she's too stiff or something. But I felt like that was... I felt like people are only coming to that conclusion because they've heard that argument. And like if you watch it for what it was, I felt like she was perfect in the role. Like she was so nice and happy-go-lucky and like... She wasn't lovely though. though. Oh, she I loved wasn't. it. I loved her. I, I thought she was perfect for yeah. it. I thought she was perfect for she it. She reminded me a bit of that girl from um, Twilight that everyone hates. Kristen Stewart. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, oh, <laughs> she's a horrid actress. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, so in the lead up to like the movie coming out. Um, to end the game coming out. No, to... Um, Marvel, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel coming mm. out. Um, Brie Larson did some interviews. And then there was, this, there was this quote, which I thought was interesting. So I'm going to read it. Um, she said, I don't need a 40-year-old oh. white dude to tell me uh, what didn't work about A Wrinkle in Time. I, th- I think that's the film that she did. Right. It wasn't made for him. I want to know what it meant to women of colour, biracial women, to teen women of colour. Um, as veteran female critics um, have pointed out, maniacs on the internet have long been telling them that they shouldn't be reviewing comic book films because they weren't made for them. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Um, the whole thing about not criticizing something if it was if you're not the target demographic mm. and for some reason that made me think about evangelism okay and um does and should evangelism look different depending on who you're talking to i think paul says i was all things to all men that some of them might be saved so if we're going by a paul who i think is a good model of evangelism yeah, it depends on who you're talking to. You speak in a language they'd understand, um, and thus it would look different to different people, I think. Yeah. Angela, do you think you have a adaptive evangel- evangelistic style or approach? <laughs> is that a word? Evangelistic? Evangelistic, <laughs> I'm sure that's a word. It probably is a word, actually, yeah. <laughs> Just not one I've heard of. I mean, most definitely, to be honest, because I think you have to think of what your end goal is. And if in... If evangelism is simply sharing the gospel, which is through telling your story, then it's just conversation. And if I'm having a conversation with you about what Christ has done or something specific, then at the end, I want you to take away what I've said. So I'm going to present it in a way that is going to work for you Mm. to take it away. But I think sometimes people are so inwardly focused. So they're focused on what they're trying to say. Whereas you need to be focused on what I want the person to understand, even in a simple argument sometimes i say it if you are trying to get the person to 
understand a specific point then yeah you will humble yourself at times and you will pause at times because you're like at the end of the day it's not that i wanted to get something off my chest mm. i actually need you to understand that you yeah. did x y and z or yeah. that this hurt me or that i actually didn't like it so mm. you're going to flip it you're going to change it sometimes it's going to work you're going to see okay what are they responding to because the end goal is i want us to have this understanding because you're my mm. friend and i know you didn't mean to do it but you did mm. you know mm. and i think if that is the purpose then you will be willing to do as long as it takes to yeah. flip it because yeah. that's what you want as opposed to, I just wanted to get something off your chest. I always say, if that's the reason you're going to start a conversation, go and call a friend, go and open the mirror and speak to yourself. Mm. But it's not always necessary <laughs> yeah. for you to vocalise that yeah. if the only reason is that you needed to get something off your chest. Yeah. So when you're speaking to people, I think definitely if you want them to get something specifically, then you might have wanted to tell a story and they focus on a specific point and that's just what they've taken. Mm. Going on that point then, forget the rest of your story, even if you haven't got there, mm. if that's the point that they're taking away and then you can build on that no. point to mm. show Christ through it. Yeah. yeah. Is it, you can easily make noise or you can make a difference and making a difference to someone is understanding what will make a difference to them, what yeah. they would understand and trying to then give it to them in such a way as they do uh, they are able to take it away. Yeah, I think, yeah. 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 I feel like it's, I feel like, like it's weird when people can be so like fire and brimstone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with it. It's, it's silly. Like sometimes I'll see, I mean, it, it's, it's a bit of a bad judgment, but on, like in Croydon, you have the auntie there with this speakerphone shouting in the middle of the high street. Oh, you are going to hell. You are going to in like the accents <laughs> and it's all and it's the whole town choir style of evangelism. Mm. And it's like maybe this was effective back home where we have this culture where there is or there was something like a town crier. There was the person coming to make the announcement from the king and he's playing the drums and everyone's listening because that's the culture. And then you can do this style of evangelism of standing in the market square and shouting. But it's not as effective here because here you just either you're shut down for making too much noise for literally going over the decibel limit not for being christian but for going over the decibel limit. and then you consider it oh it's trials and tribulations <laughs> <There's something laughs> <like it. laughs> or you're just you know it's it, it gives a bad look it gives a bad look and where maybe someone from your culture who's also here might appreciate it someone who's not might get the wrong idea and think, oh, now we're just archaic and this is what all Christians are like. Whereas that's not necessarily the case. So I definitely think it has to be, you have to be sensitive to who you're speaking to. Especially if you're speaking about something as important as a person's eternal salvation. You have to do it yeah. on an individual basis. I think. Okay, so question. Are mm. you saying then, or do you guys think that that style of evangelism is no longer relevant and we shouldn't do that style I think it has anymore? to be adapted. I think it has to be adapted. So where back it like the, that came from literally standing there and trying to get as many people listening to you as possible. Yeah. So it was literally to do with being as loud as possible. But you can't do that now because there are sound laws. Like literally sound like I say that because we tried to do something in Croydon and they gave us a decibel limit and I had to go and find out what is this decibel, like what's reaching this decibel so we don't get shut down for that. You're not getting shut down because you're Christian or you're saying the Christian message. You're getting shut down because you're not obeying the rules of the community, which is something that we're supposed to be submissive to according to um, the Bible. 
So I think it has to be ad- be adapted. Even if it's, I saw one guy and he had a board and the board had like Jesus is Savior and various scriptures. And I was like, come talk to me. And he had he was there with a small group of guys and just having a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And it was the same sort of thing, but it's allowing for people who want to have an intellectual conversation about it, even though it's a spiritual matter, they want to be able to question you. And he's opened himself up, like, come and question me. And he was answering their questions and still evangelizing to them. Mm-hmm. So I think it has to be adapted. The, it's, it's the old school way of just shouting fire and brimstone. And also, that's the other thing. It's not necessarily a message of grace. It's a message of God's wrath. Yeah. Yeah. That a lot of this <laughs> And, you know, I feel like you're not going to scare people you're not going to scare someone with the with the concept of hell if they don't know the concept of God. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. It, and it's just yeah, sometimes I don't think that particular method is is effective. Yeah. And I I wonder if you ask them how many people they've saved by that the question might be, well, I'm just sowing seeds. Yeah. Like, oh, so which which seeds, seeds are you sowing? <laughs> you know, which seeds are you sowing? And it's like, yeah. Mm. So it's not that's that's what I think anyway. okay, I hear yeah that. of course I, I also accept that God could use anything and someone walking by might hear something that triggers something they've heard somewhere else or might yeah. just find it interesting go and ask a Christian that they know and get better information or whatever but I think in general so from what I've seen it hasn't been as effective yeah. Yeah. I think like in the day and age we live in mm. like conversation is, is, yeah. is a lot more effective than yeah just shouting to the masses yeah because more times than not they'll just ignore you because yeah. there's so many people just shouting nonsense anyway yeah. so, so they'll just see you as do you know the digital equivalent of it is <laughs> like if you love jesus post <laughs> 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 because it's the same thing it's it's shouting something that is so easily skipped over if that makes sense mm. it, it, and it, it's at most of the time and, and with these town cry people as well is to serve their ego, their desire to feel like they're doing something. So when I post that, like, if you like Jesus, I feel like, yeah, I'm talking about Jesus. But it's like, I saw one where it was Jesus and the devil arm wrestling. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, are you saying Jesus is contemporary as the devil when Jesus created him? That's not what he was arm wrestling with. If anything, it should be Michael and the devil um, arm wrestling. But it was like, it was so sick and it was like, yeah, like if you love Jesus, ignore if you love Satan. And I ignored it. And I was like, <laughs> do I love Satan? Though? But yeah, that's a bit. Mm. I find it interesting that you t- we talked about vengeance. We didn't talk about Liam Neeson. Do you know what happened with Liam? Yeah, I'm surprised you guys haven't spoke about it already. It's because like, for, like, for, for the weeks that um, it was happening, I wasn't here. And then I looked at these guys and then they just didn't speak about anything. <laughs> of, of course, so if you were to speak about it, you'd be like, oh, you wanted to speak about it as well. No, you have to rep the team when I'm not here. I mean, I spoke about it, but not on the podcast. Um, do you want to go into it now? We can for a little bit if you want. <laughs> I do. I do want to, obviously. Oh, he's been ready. <laughs> um, I don't think he's racist. Mm. Um... I think that if he was racist before, he's not racist now. Um, Do you think his his rhetoric at the time was racist? His his idea at the time. I don't think so mm. because because um, he asked a friend 
what he looks like. She says she doesn't know. Mm. So he asks, what color was he? Yeah. And she said black. Um. So cool. So I so so I, at least he knows he's looking for a black man. Yeah. The whole thing about looking for a black man for like a week. <laughs> this is the problem. Is that statement? Everything else didn't matter. It was saying <laughs> I was waiting outside the bars of Ireland for some black bastard to come out so I could kill him. That was it. That was all people took. And I mean, they didn't even do any more press for his movie. I don't know what happened to the movie. And Liam Neeson's cancelled. It's just like yes. A bit sad. What do you think about it, Angela? To be honest, I don't see how you cannot think that he w- he was racist at the time. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. He he didn't. He 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 said any black guy. I was looking for a black guy. Mm. Okay, so not not the one that did it to your. F- you had no information to go off of that person, bar the fact that they were black. So. You just anyone. It didn't matter what that person did. It didn't matter who they were. Sorry, that's no. That's there's no way, shape, or form that that's an okay comment <laughs> to make. And then you still came to say it with your chest. Now again, like why is that's what to me? There was no slip of the tongue. There was no that in itself. That mindset. Mm. I'm sorry, is completely ridiculous. Mm. That oh, what did he look like? Black, and then you stopped. You said, okay, I've got enough information. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You, you didn't press anything else. Height, you know, color, mm. what area was. You didn't press anymore. You you had it. You were good to go. No. For me, there are a few things that suggest it wasn't racist, in the sense of, firstly, he's now saying it with his chest. <laughs> like, I think if he was racist, you'd be you'd be aware of that. No, you'd change the story. No, because because like you know you have these white guys that say, oh, but I've got a black friend. So so they think that whatever they say or do. No, what I mean is, is okay. him saying that, like him saying he was looking for a black man to kill. I feel like he only said that because that's what happened. If it was racially um, racially fueled in any way, I think he would have changed that um, that that little detail. I think he wouldn't have put the black in there if it was something to do with race. If he's conscious of it. There yeah. is a lot of people that are not conscious of their racism. Fair enough, fair and enough. And they, if you ask, no, I'm not, fair not enough. at all. As, as Robert said, I've got that black friend. But, you know, I, I see him all the time. She can <laughs> the, the other thing, though, that for me, I feel like shows is there was a very warped sense of justice. He wasn't looking for just any man, any black man. He was looking for someone to start something with him someone to come and he, he was like oh he wants some of th- one of these black busters come out and try something on him mm-hmm. and he was ready to kill that person and i feel like that's that goes to show a warped sense of justice and i know i well, i feel like that because i felt like that before mm-hmm. where i just want this person to try something like i can't start something because that's not fair but if they start something with me mm-hmm. i have already premeditated what i'm going to do to them and it's not right but I, I get feel that, like, but yeah. did you have a specific type of person that you well, wanted so to this try something thing. with you? For me, it was one particular guy because I know that he did it. And it was also a rape situation. Mm-hmm. And I know that this guy did it. So I want you yeah. to try something with me. If I didn't know it was him, mm-hmm. for me, again, it w- I, I guess, I don't know why it was like, that was the second question. Like Maybe it was... Do you know where he works? Where where did you find him? It could have been anything else. Mm -hmm. But it was like, okay, she couldn't tell him who did it. Mm -hmm. He was like, could you at least tell me the color? I don't know why that was the the thing. But I imagine 
if it was a Chinese person, if it was a white person, if it was a Indian person, it would be the same response. It would be, I want one of these Indian guys to come and try something so that I can get back at whoever it is. And the fact that they're trying something means mm-hmm. they could potentially be that idiot that did this to this person. It was not going to be the person. It, 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 it definitely wasn't. No, it definitely wasn't. It was a completely warped sense of justice. But it's one that I understand simply because of that frame of mind. That like I was like I literally was like I know where this guy lives. I will go and wait outside his house. I had there's trees there. I know which tree I could go and stand behind. Like I thought about it that much. But you knew it was the guy. I knew it was the guy. But if I didn't know it was the guy, I don't imagine it would be any different. If I didn't know it was that person. So you would then just look for anybody. Anyone that fits any sort of description I can attach to it. Okay, but. You'd like have, I'm a, sure an, you'd have a different example is I've known well no I've known someone that was abused by an uncle okay I don't know which uncle it was but whenever I got around that person it's like oh this is my uncle I'd look at him mm-hmm. weird because that uncle term is the only thing I can associate mm-hmm. with the person that did this to you so again it's like I don't know who it is I know it was an uncle any yeah. uncle I meet can get it if that makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's it's and, and I say that now um, back then it was different back then it was literally they can get it I'm joking now obviously but it's it's a warped sense of justice that comes from a very self-righteous type of rage because I wouldn't rape someone so how can you go and rape someone mm-hmm. whereas maybe I lie or I do something else so I am aware now that it's a warped sense of justice but when he described it when he said it that's how that's what it took me back to yeah. and those experiences that I've had and so I thought it's not really, it's saying you're waiting for a black person <laughs> can only be interpreted as racist. However, the nuance of the situation suggests to me it was just a warped sense of, of justice. Not just to, to sweep it under the carpet, mm-hmm. but that's what it was. Now, someone could have died as a result of it, which doesn't make it any easier to take. But I don't see it as racially charged. I see it as this was a man who had a warped sense of justice, who had a self-righteous sort of indignation towards whatever he could associate with the perpetrator of this crime against his friend. And unfortunately, it was colour. But why was that the question that he asked? Yeah, especially being in the island where everyone's probably going to be white. white and there's just a few. <laughs> this is what yeah. I'm saying. I don't know how you cannot say that it was racial because why was that your next line of questioning? That's fair. Because That's again, fair. I've been in the same situation. Mm. That's not my line of questioning next after. But yeah, what? yeah, no, oh. fair enough. Oh, fair okay. enough. Like it's not. Colour isn't the next thing. That's no. not the next thing. No. But why was no. that the next thing? And then also, then once you got the answer to that, why was that enough for you? Oh, because there's nothing else. What else are you going to like? If the person doesn't know who it was, but at least knows it was a black person. No, but I th- guess as I said, there's no other question. I, I, it could be as simple as a tall oh, person. This or is it. Short, tall, yeah. tall, yeah. short. Okay, yeah. what every there were so many other questions, mm. but it was like okay, if the person had no answer, maybe it narrowed it down know. enough for him. Especially as it was all white people. You say black, maybe there's just three guys. <laughs> you could potentially be. We we'll just take out the three. <laughs> 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 Yeah. This is it. So he was happy yeah. with that. You that was good enough for you. I guess there's some element there then that like yeah, yeah, the fact that Cuz if you went a, on further and it was like okay, cool, I've got that. I need to build on that. Mm. And you ask anything else, then okay, maybe we can say you actually specifically trying to look for that person. Mm. Do you think he's inherently racist then? Like I don't know how much you know of him. 
of Liam Neeson? I was, I was not much. Mm. I was gonna say like people are calling him racist now mm. for stuff that he did, something that happened like forty years yeah. ago. Yeah, and I feel like we live in a society right now where we don't allow people to grow from their mistakes. Oh no, oh no. Mm. Um, oh, no. So that's why you'll see. Someone, no, that's true, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone find tweets from like five years ago, yeah. and they'll say, "Oh, you must be that same person, Mr. Gunn, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. James Gunn, from five yeah. years ago." He's been reinstated. Yeah, now, I saw that actually. Yeah. They've done. There was like my um, jammer. Or even was Kevin Hart situation. Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart Stormzy, yeah. even. Yeah. Some, some I think Stormzy. that's ridiculous. Yeah. What did Stormzy get down for? Um, saying stuff about black women. Oh, okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'll get you under. Yeah. 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 No, I think. It's this whole outrage culture where it's like, it just seems like people are looking for stuff to be upset about. Yeah. And once they find something, there's no, there's no nuance to it. There's no, wait, this was for 40 years ago. Can I look at what he's doing now to say he's changed somewhat or anything? It's just, nah, this has to be, you have to be cancelled yeah, for Yeah, people it. are looking to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. But as you yeah. said, I think you have to contextualise it and yeah. say, okay. But I think it's also fair, again, it's, it's about balance. But I think if you have said something that maybe someone doesn't agree with or somebody fi is, finds offensive, that person has a right to yeah. feel offended by that post mm. or by what you've said and the fact that maybe you even held that opinion at any point in your life, whether it's five, 10 years ago. I think the only issue now is how we then treat the person. If you know, okay, that's what the person thought, mm. they don't think that now, you can have a right to feel like, oh, well, I, I didn't like that, I still don't like that but the crime needs to fit the punishment. And mm. I'm sorry if it's something that was said five, 10 years ago and that person is not the same. Mm. You can't keep bringing it back. It's like, how many times must one person even apologize? When yeah. I see yeah. celebrities still apologize and it's like, they apologize at the time. They apologize when you found it again two years later. They've apologized five years later. Mm. Like the person can't have to keep reliving something that, that they've yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. And as like nonsense as cancer, cancer culture is, I think that one good thing that's come about of it is that it's, made people more accountable or think a bit more before they do something. But has that then make, made people more likely to lie or to conceal or to not really be themselves? I would say that people have been doing that for, for, for years anyway. Okay. Um, but... Really, who has it made more accountable? Who has changed their behaviour because of being fear of being cancelled? Oh, no, definitely. I feel like, like men these days are... <laughs> Men these days are a lot more likely to um, be on the side of, of, of like women's rights, even if they don't maybe believe it truly in their heart. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's definitely guys, like, I think I was listening to a podcast, I think I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about guys that literally do that. And it's you can see it's only so that they can get with some of these women. Um, they they portray themselves as being entirely in favor of this um, feminist movement or or whatever, um, and Not it's even only that, or, or just at the fear of of like being called racist or sexist or Fair sexist enough. or yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's got its pros and its, its cons. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, if I had to choose, I'd choose that it wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is the world we live in yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But I think eventually something will give. It's a cycle, isn't it? It'll get so censored. Someone's going to be like, oh, no, stand against the man, stand against the system. 
And then that's going to bring another culture of everyone saying inflammatory things because that's the new fad. And then that will get to the extent where it's too much. Someone will censor it again and we'll just go in circles. So you're saying you're not in favour of cancelling things? Or muting things? I think... No, I think it's, 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 it's cool to cancel something if it's warranted. So like someone like R. Kelly... He should be cancelled. <laughs> Some people won't agree with you. Some people, <laughs> they're still... Definitely. But like someone like Liam Neeson, him, and it wasn't like someone else told the story. It was him that came to tell the story of mm-hmm. this happening. I don't think he should be cancelled for something that, for like something that he felt 40 years ago. And I think the other thing as well is he's saying, he was saying it now, recognising how bad it was. And saying, he, I think he even said, like, oh, I can't believe I felt this way. Like, he himself knew it was wrong. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like he was saying this and supporting it as this is how I feel. He was saying it, but only, rec- like, in, um, like, almost in remembrance. And acknowledging that even then it was such a bad thing. He was only saying it because his movie was regarding revenge as well. And saying it can put you in such a terrible mind state. And giving one of his own personal... Um, experiences of it, yeah, and like there's, 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 mm-hmm. there's like certain stuff I don't think that needs to be cancelled. Yeah, it's like oh, what was that? So like all these like high um, um, high in fashion stuff, like there was one with the noose. Um, oh, the Gucci one. There was the Gucci one, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then there was the blackface. I think no, I think the Gucci one was the blackface, and what was the? Or someone else, because it wasn't Gucci or someone else that did the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you got those, and, and then you got the H and M with like the coolest monkey in the jungle yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, I would more put that down to ignorance because of the people I know that will work there. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not buying ignorance. <laughs> no. You think it's intentional? I think there's ignorance, and then there's it gets to a point where you're indifferent, mm. like. You can ha- you could have done so. It's not that it was necessarily intentional, but if I'm indifferent, then whether I offend you, or I don't offend you. Oh, okay, cool. Mm. It's not. I'm not ignorant to your cause. I'm not ignorant to movements. I'm not ignorant to racism, but I'm indifferent to it. So I'm doing what I think is good, whether mm. it offends you or not. Okay, now you've told me. Cool. I honestly think that those who are in those positions of influence are indifferent to it. They are not bothered whether they are being offensive or not. Mm. They're not concerned over it. They're concerned over their coins Mm. and making money and doing what they seem as creative. But it's not ignorance because immediately you tell them, it's not, oh, I didn't know that or I didn't see see it that way. It's okay, cool. I would say that the H&M one would be ignorant only because there was there was a black person involved in in, in, in that thing. The Dolce Gabbana and things. So what does that have to do with anything? That there was a black person involved in it? Because... So the rest of you people, because again, it's not that it's one person's vision and one person is sitting alone in a room. It has to pass a lot of mediums before it gets to the point that we see it. So... Yeah, so so, so with with the like high-end fashion, I think that there's no one in that process who would tell them, who, 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 who would even think, actually, I don't think this is right. Mm. But with H and M, yeah, but that, that that's that's different. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you just put me off that. <laughs> I feel like you want to say something. Look, because for, for, for me, it kind of, especially the H and M stuff. I felt like it was 
it was um it was a symptom of having people that have no idea of how this could be interpreted like if it's just a bunch of um white people they're even though it's going through various checks they're not checking for if this is offensive because they would maybe they wouldn't think about it like that but if they're the that committee had more diversity in the voices then maybe someone there or a group of people there might be able to see and say actually maybe this isn't right like i feel like if like the mother had said actually you can't wear make make my son wear this mm. they, would, they, would, they, would, they would have said fair enough okay but this is why i don't really agree because i don't think you have to be part of something to be to be able to perceive and see what can e.g e i'm not part of lgbtq plus community but i can see if somebody was doing a parody that could potentially be offensive to that community, I'd be able to see it. So but you at don't the same have time, to say that, oh, we need black people there. No, you well, No, because at the same time, it. there are also times where I don't see how something would be offensive to, for instance, the LGBTQ, LMNOP community. But mm -hmm. something comes out and then someone says, no, actually, this was offensive. And then I'm also informed of it, if that yeah. makes sense. But, uh, no, I get that. Mm. And I feel like as black people we are more says are like more sensitive to stuff that will be offensive than white people of course you will be personally but i'm saying that i feel like it's even an ignorant comment to assume you must be part of the community in order to be able to see because nobody said that they put something in one of our languages and then we were offended but it wasn't that deep to be honest it's quite an of it's quite an overt thing with the monkey it's quite an overt situation it mm. was not that specific mm. where actually only a certain type of black person would get this level of offense mm. because it wasn't that specific and Fair a lot enough, of yeah. what they're doing is not that specific whereby we can say oh no this is more if you're in the western world if mm. you are again mm. from this culture this community most black people they wouldn't even get it themselves then okay maybe we're being a bit pedantic mm. by expecting you know other cultures yeah, or communities to see it but None of the situations that you've said, the noose, mm. the blackface, the monkey situations, none of those situations are that specific mm. whereby I can even begin to entertain the idea of ignorance. Mm. Okay, yeah. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point, yeah. 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 But I do think it's like... <laughs> 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 yeah. I think it's too. I think it's two different types of ignorance. Then, I'll say that. I feel like the ignorance with H is different from the ignorance with, with nooses and and the blackface thing. Um, just because of the kind of audiences they're going for as well. But <laughs> <laughs> let me not make Angela any more angry with me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Angela. But um, before we leave, um, hookups. Yeah. Hookups. Yeah. Want to go first? Cool. Um, oh, I had so many hookups over the week. <laughs> I've forgotten all sure. of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I think uh, Tadashi released a new album um, from 116, uh, which is a Christian uh, label, Reach Records, um, called Never Fold. And I've been listening to it this week. It's quite dope. It's quite dope. So... Yeah, so that would be my hookup to Dashi's new album called Never Fold. Even though there's a bit of controversy on it, because apparently he stole a bar from someone else, but... <gasps> Gasp! Yeah. 
it's a it's a good album altogether. So definitely check it out. Yeah. Okay. Angela, would you like to go next? Um. Yes, a book. What's well, a devotional called? Right people, right place, right plan. Um, and yeah, I've it's literally just devotional. So every day for 30 days um, has a little, it will be based on a scripture, but that whole devotional I just think is amazing. It's literally opened my eyes to so mm. many different things. What's the theme? Right people, right place <laughs> and right 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 plan that's that's the theme okay. so basically it just the book is split into those three sections and so it talks mm. about having the right people around you so mm. it talks about kingdom connections it talks about all oh, jonas's in your life that you need to throw overboard mm. you know it talks about yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then it don't read it on the ship <laughs> there's some people causing you to sink you don't even know the storm is coming it wasn't you that created this storm you know I'll throw them overboard but I loved it I said oh gosh do I need to throw overboard but it was good because even in saying that though I laugh about it the thing that um the book reminded me is that when you throw your Jonas's overboard God's got them mm-hmm. so it's not mm-hmm. that you're throwing them to their yeah, death we, we know the story yeah. of Jonah and what happened it's like no God has them mm-hmm. because that's something I've always felt guilty about when I do need to remove people like, oh yeah. no it's a good point that's but good yeah point. it was a very comforting point when i was like it's true actually okay it's okay it's mm. all right i'm gonna go through my phone and delete some contacts now <laughs> <laughs> go throw who, them uh, who wrote it i'm gonna have to get back to you on that uh, one enough, i don't yeah, remember cool. off the top of my head some but it was somebody franklin i'm gonna have to Not get back to you. <laughs> no <laughs> no but i will get back to you yeah no fair enough okay so my hookup is a website called populous life okay um and basically what happens is like they'll send you an email saying, hey, we've got this like questionnaire for you to fill in. So like you fill it in um, and depending on like how long it is, you can either get one point, two point, three points, four points. I think four points is as high as I've seen. Um, and once you hit 50 points, they send you a check for 50 pounds. Okay. okay, so you know I wasn't listening to you until I had 50 pounds. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> okay. So Populous Live is like, a, I guess they like collect uh, like... Um, questionnaire data from people okay so, so like they'll send you an email saying hey there's this um questionnaire we want to fill in um so you fill it in and then you get a point two point three points four points depending on how long it is okay okay i get it and then when you hit um 50 points they'll send you a check for 50 pounds okay and i'm on 40 points at the minute um my friend did it um, she hit 50 and she showed me her check so I know it's, it's the real deal I'm going to check this that's out that's it so I'm going to be on that I write my reviews for Google right now <laughs> if you're just wondering and you know I'm in a new community because yeah. I'm on a new level with Google they send me emails telling me how my reviews are affecting people and you know they're really thankful for my contribution so. and just a couple of yeah. tips um, they have quality control um, questions to make sure that you're actually <laughs> answering yeah, it properly yeah. um, it could be anything from like Stuff like, um, tell us what sports you played in, in like the past year at the beginning and at the end. If your answers don't line up, then you get cancelled out. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, well, that's yeah. good, yeah, yeah, but you can still lie as well, yeah. yeah so, right. so, so, like, so, like, there was one um, the other day where it was saying, um, are you the, the, the main payer of like the um, the like water supply in your house? I was, I said, yeah. <laughs> 
Don't admit to that. <laughs> and they just have to make sure they answer it in such a way I that... I hope one of them are listening to nah, this nah, podcast. Nah. <laughs> and you have to answer in such a way that they don't phase you out. Because sometimes, if you're not like... If they have enough people like you, mm. then they'll say, sorry, um, this is as far mm, as you yeah. go. So you have to try and, you know, finesse the thing. But yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Moses no. should be with us next week. Are you with us next I'm week? I'm not with you next week. Yes. Yeah. Moses I need to back. arrange with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Rude for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary, amazing logo. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksmith's Furnace No Apostrophe on all good podcasts, websites, and apps, including Spotify, iTunes, um, and other stuff. The Blacksmith's Furnace with No Apostrophe, Twitter at the Furnace UK, email yeah. us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. That's everything. Yeah, 66 will be out next week. 66, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, what are we looking at this week? Well, I'm looking at why um, why the devil went to Eve. Oh. But I'm also throwing in a bit of was the firmament that was mentioned on day two, gravity. <laughs> <laughs> so, so two sides of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a mix, yeah. But yeah. Cool. Um, Angela, where can we find you? Instagram, Angie Babes with a Z. Angie Babes with a Z. I follow you on Instagram now as well. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Do you ever nice. like any of her pictures? I don't like pictures, you know. I've realised that because John, <laughs> my brother was like, "How am I going to tag him in one of my pictures that I don't like his?" <laughs> <laughs> I, like, no, I don't know. I feel I feel away. So I haven't been like liking pictures. Really, you feel away yeah. for just liking a picture? Yeah, I don't he's know. just such a hater in life. No, 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 not not like that. I feel like someone's pervy. <laughs> <laughs> Because you do, and then there's a heart. It's like, what are you liking though? Yeah, I don't no, know. No, it's complimentary. I should start liking more pictures. You should. Yeah, because my brother's called me out on it a few times as well. Start with your wife's pictures and then work your way out. <laughs> I like all my wife's pictures. I like all my wife's pictures, yeah. Then you're definitely a hater then. <laughs> anyway, Angela, thank you again for coming down. It's been a pleasure as always. Yes, I've had a good time. Yes. Indeed. indeed. All right, then this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow.